It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. So now we're broke, living with my mom, beat down by life, no visible future. And as I said, that was the absolute darkest time of my life. But, you know, instead of allowing those negative circumstances to define us and to control our life, we decided to do something about it and fight for our life. You know, we decided not to be a victim, but to be a victor. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. With David E. Simons. So, welcome to How I Discovered My Gift with David D. Simons. I have the honor and privilege of interviewing one of my best friends, my brother from another mother, uh, a ride or die friend from day one through this whole journey, entrepreneurship, life, family, business, um, Courtney Sargent. So I'm gonna tell y'all about Courtney Sargent. I'm I'm gonna read his bio, then I'm gonna tell you about the man I know personally. He's a serial entrepreneur. Sorry, I got to put the senior on it because he got the, he got the junior. Courtney Sargent Sr. is a serial entrepreneur, award-winning graphic designer, a web designer, author, branding expert, and filmmaker. He forgot to put on there musician. He's also a talented jazz artist. With over a decade of experience, he helps people build their brand, impact the world, and leave a legacy. He's best known as the people's entrepreneur because of his passion to help people achieve and live their American dream. Most importantly, he's a devoted husband of 11 years and father of two children. So that's the official bio, but this is the bio from David. Uh, Courtney has been instrumental in my life uh, personally, spiritually, uh, a friend uh, beyond words can imagine. He's been there through tough times, through highs, all of the in between. So this interview is more personal um, than maybe others you will hear um, because Courtney has truly been instrumental in this podcast that we see here today. I believe, you know, uh, everyone needs. um, So in the Bible, there was when um, Jesus was born, Mary, his mother, and uh, Mary's cousin who birthed John, uh, when they approached each other, uh, the baby started to leap in the womb. Uh, you need a person that makes your baby leap, the, the thing inside you leap. And Courtney is a baby leap friend. He's always been supportive of everything I've done. He's always pushed me to do what's in my heart that will make my baby leap, that will make the things and the dreams and the passions to um, come out. And so he has been, I can't stress enough, the re- one of the reasons why you guys are hearing this podcast is because of this awesome friend of mine, an awesome man of God, an awesome person 
uh, that I know is changing the world and is going to change the world even more. So I am so excited, so honored and delighted to interview to be interviewing my brother, Courtney Sargent Sr. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Man, bro, you laid that on real thick. <laughs> <laughs> true, man. True words. True words, man. 100% man, true. it is it is such a pleasure and an honor to uh, be on your podcast today, discovering your gift. Yes, <laughs> I'm about to do this thing, man. I'm very, very excited. And thank you so much for having me. And uh, it's, it's been a pleasure, brother, to get to know you throughout all of these years. I don't even know how many years it's been. Man. But, um, you know, thank you for sending me that Facebook message. Way hey, back no. when. <laughs> man, uh, you know, that's that's a nugget right there. Uh, uh, reaching out to, uh, to someone, you never know um, what relationships can develop. Like like Courtney said, we we met actually through through social media through Facebook. So it you just never know what 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 path can happen, what friendships, what what beauty can come out of um, right. reaching out, connecting. That's right. That's right, man. Absolutely. So Courtney, uh, I'd like to start off with um, you know your journey. I gave the intro, but tell tell me about the journey. Take us through, you know, from from Mississippi to you know, all the way to Texas and, and that whole journey uh, in your process of becoming who you are today. Okay. All right. So that is a great word, journey, because it has definitely been that. Um, so I was born and raised in Mississippi. And at 21, I was a very zealous young man in love. I got married, uh, but I did not have a means to provide for my new wife. Uh, shortly after, I got a job at a department store. Uh, actually, it was Sears at the time. And the following year, due to some unforeseen circumstances, not having any money, uh, my wife and I, we had to move in with my mom into my old room. And man, this was so humiliating. <laughs> as a new husband, you know, as a, as a man, you know, you want to provide for your family, you know, but, you know, we hit hard times being in our early 20s, like 21 years old. Um, and as fate would have it, we got pregnant with quadruplets, uh, not one, two or three, but four <laughs> pregnant with quadruplets. And I'm laughing today because man, it was such a dark time in my life. And unfortunately we had a miscarriage. So now we're broke living with my mom, beat down by life, no visible future. And as I said, that was the absolute darkest time of my life. Um, but you know, instead of allowing those negative circumstances to define us and to control our life, we decided to do something about it and fight for our life. You know, we decided not to be a victim, but to be a victor. And, and that's very, very key when you kind of going through dark periods of your life. So after a year of hard physical labor, barely making it by, I suddenly had an aha moment that would change the course of my life forever. I got introduced to the concept of personal branding and I realized that the gifts, skills and talents that I was using to make this company money, I could use those same gifts, skills and talents to make me money. And it was like, it was mind blowing to me. And so a year later, I quit my job. I started my own graphic design and web design business, uh, first helping out at my church. 
uh, and then it just kind of started snowballing from there because my mind, it was like a door was open, uh, a, a lock was unlocked, was broken in my mind. Uh, so I went on to win three graphic design awards. I wrote multiple books, became a national radio host. Um, I started five businesses. And the turning point of this, what I would call explosive growth, was when I realized that everything that I needed to succeed was already inside of me. And that was a, a big discovery for me that I realized like, yo, I, I have everything that I need in me already. Uh, I just had to tap into that potential. Right. And, and the same thing could be said about your gift. Like it's already there. You just got to tap into it. And the key piece, uh, the, the piece of key advice that I give to anyone who feels stuck and hopeless is to take a bet on yourself. Take a bet on yourself because you'll always win. And the, the best investment that you can make is the investment in yourself. So kind of speed, speed forward a little bit in 2016 in the pursuit of more opportunities and deeper family ties. I quit my full-time job in radio at the time, and I picked up my wife and my one-year-old son, and we moved clear across two or three states to Texas, uh, what I would call the nation of Texas. <laughs> uh, and shortly after, my design agency grew by leaps and bounds, and we had another baby. I became a filmmaker. My wife started a pancake mix company called Vicky Cakes uh, that's based on a family recipe. Delicious. And Man, we just we're we're living our American dream, and that is the key. You know, is I want people to live their version of the American dream. It looks different for everybody, but we are living our American dream right now. And after all of the years of struggle, hard work, failures, tough life lessons, calculated risks, we're we're here where we are today with our two beautiful children, and we're far from perfect. But you know, we just hope to inspire other millennials. Um, and the young at heart, you know, letting them know that it's never too early or too late to live your version of the American dream and be all that you were created to be. Beautifully stated, man. That's amazing. I, I, I really hope people are paying attention to all the nuggets you just dropped in, in sharing your journey and your your process. Now, can you take, take us through, now, you were in a company and you recognized uh, some of the things that you were doing for them, what when you when you got to that point of like, okay, I know that I can now do this for myself. I know that I can build my own company. What what did you what spark? How did you get that? You know, because that's not easy to do. You know, to just leave and yeah. and jump into that. What kind of support? What kind of what kind of moved you to do that? Um, because a lot of people have those talents, those, those gifts, but they're not able to just make that sh shift. Yeah. 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 Well, you notice one thing that I said was calculated risks mm. and that's everything. You, just because you, you know what your gift is, you know, you're talented at something and you have an idea. It doesn't mean you should drop everything and move forward with that. That's not smart. That's not wise to do. The wise thing to do is to um, is to cultivate that gift, cultivate that talent, cultivate that idea and pan it out. Let it pan out and, and work on it to see, hmm, is this something that I really want to pursue? Is this something that I'm passionate about or is this my purpose? Because those are two different things. And I didn't quit right away when I when I realized that 
I could use my gifts and skills to make me money, I didn't quit my job right away because that's dumb. <laughs> that's, that's dumb. You don't just quit your job. You have to set yourself up for success, not failure. And so to quit your job today just because you have an idea, uh, it's not smart to do. And I'm gonna keep it real with 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 you and with with everybody. And that's that's just how I am. You know, don't be stupid and just quit your job when you don't have any type of other income to support your life, to support your household, to support your family. You know, family comes first. Your household comes first, number one, period. And there were there were times where uh, when I did quit my job, Christian, she was there to support me. And you asked about what type of support I had. She was it. I mean, we all we had was one another. She had a few family members there in Mississippi and Tupelo. Um, uh, several of my family members was there, but we didn't have a strong support system. You know, it was it was us. We had one another, and that's so very important. You know, if you're if you if you have an idea and you feel like you want to step out on that idea, make sure you get buy in with your with your shareholders, which will be your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, your significant other. And, and Courtney has an amazing wife. Christian is an awesome, awesome woman and, and, and man, awesome family that literally are the American dream model family when you think of the American dream. Um, so so take me through this process, Courtney, because you have this natural artistic gift in many facets. How did you, how did you, what is the process? How did you find out, okay, I'm good at graphic design. I'm good at this web thing. I'm, I'm, I have a knack for this. How did you find it? And what was that process like? Oh man, it was a long process to be honest with you. And it wasn't immediate. It didn't happen overnight. It never happens overnight. You know, you may get a spark of inspiration that happens overnight, but don't, don't mistake that as your gift. And some people immediately know what they're gifted at. Some people immediately know what they're talented at, right? right? Um, that wasn't the case for me. <laughs> and I, I like to define your gift as what you do best with the least amount of effort, right? You could do it in your sleep. It's what people ask you about all the time. Um, it's what you would do for free, right? And some days I wake up and I'm like, man, y'all paying me to do this? Like I would do this for nothing because I love it so much and I'm, I'm great at it. Um, and so I, that's how I would really define, you know, what your gift is. But it took me a long time to really figure that out. And as I've learned through you, the three Ds, discover, develop, distribute your gift. I've, man, it's so crazy that <laughs> those are the three steps because those are the three phases that my life was in. Right. There was this period of discovery where I had to learn what my gift was and I had to learn what is a gift. Right. Um, it took me some time to even like perfect that idea of what a gift is. And so I had to discover it through personal revelation, through exploration, through just doing stuff. And I will put this simply as Nike put it, just do it. Right. For me, it started in middle school and high school. I was a musician. Uh, I was a sketch artist. I was a painter. Uh, I was heavily involved in architects. So like creating blueprints, I had a very, very strong imagination when I was much younger. And my first business was landscaping as well and uh, mowing grass. So I would like go around my neighborhood with my push mower, my gas can. And I would just like, yo, can I, can I mow your yard for $30? And most everybody said yes. <laughs> 
So that was like, I, I learned at an early age, like I like to do stuff. I like to be creative and do stuff with my hands. And then from there, I started in graphic design, helping my church. And I started a business called Dominion Artistry, which was my graphic design company. Um, and it took a while for me to, like this was the phase of kind of developing my gifts, right? I went from trying to discover it and like, what am I really good at? What do I really like doing? What can I do with the least amount of effort? And I realized that was like creating things, creativity and graphic design. And so I went into this phase of uh, kind of developing it. And for many years, I just worked on it. I just worked and worked and worked on my gift and trying to perfect it, learning everything that I can never stop learning because once you stop learning, you start, you stop living. Right, you, you stop learning, stop living, and you stop growing because if you stop growing, you die. Right, if a flower stops growing, eventually it's gonna die. So, uh, I was in this phase of, of developing it, and I just did a whole bunch of stuff. I did, I did everything, bro, from everything that has to do with creativity. Like, I had a music studio, I started a music school teaching music lessons, uh, started at my church again. Like, all of this really developed out, out of my church, right? And we can talk about that part of it all day long right um but i started a music school i was engineering as well uh, i started a photography business by accident my sister had this camera this dslr camera and she she had the camera and she was like hey i don't take pictures very often you know do you want this camera you can have it i was like heck yeah i want the camera <laughs> so i took it and you know i just started taking pictures around the house and family and stuff and then I realized that there was a market for it. People started asking me, hey, can you do this for me? Can you take pictures at my event? Can you do take pictures of my kids or whatever? And I realized, oh, I can make money with this, right? Kind of going back to that, okay, how can I, you know, I can make money with, with my gift and with my talent. And uh, I got involved into videography, which I was doing for my church as well, editing and, and recording the television program and the radio program. And then I got into magazine publishing. And again, all of this was in the developing phase, like developing all of these skills and talents. And I published Mississippi's first business magazine, which was an amazing, uh, it was an amazing thing for me to do. I was, I think I was like 23, 24, somewhere in there. And uh, after that, I moved into Wait, right I, I, we just can't we can't just gloss over that man. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Courtney's extremely humble, y'all. So, so, <laughs> so uh, 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 can we can we talk about you didn't even tell sure. us the name of it? E Squared Magazine. Can we can we okay. talk about that? I mean, that's not easy to do. I mean, and you had major True. major influencers on the covers and, and and in the magazine as well. So tell us about that. You were now combining multiple gifts to produce this magazine, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's true, and I. You know, I never really looked at it like that until you just said it, kind of combining multiple gifts uh, because I was great with communication. I was great with writing. Uh, I've published three books so far. And so it was kind of a, a, a conglomeration of these gifts, like you say. Um, and so, man, I don't even know where to start. I don't even re remember how I got the idea for a magazine, but uh, somehow it came to me. And, I, and that's the thing about like being in that developed phase you open up your spirit to whatever comes. You open yourself up to ideas to, to flow in you and through you. Right. And you discover so much stuff uh, about you and, and about what you can do, but you just gotta, you gotta put yourself in a position to do it and be open to it. 
Um, and so the, it was a business magazine. We had like business topics and articles. And I learned how to publish a magazine. And I literally started from nothing. I would have uh, like all types of magazines in my living room. I think I have pictures of it now. And Christian even say it, you know, every now and then. But like in our living room, I just had like hundreds. Just picture this. This is not an exaggeration for radio. It's not at all. I promise. I had hundreds of magazines spread all throughout my living room. And I would just be researching like how to format a magazine. How does the paper feel? Like what is the weight of the paper, the colors, the margins, the font sizes? What do the pictures look like? What are the topics that they're talking about in these magazines that make people want to read them? Right. And how do I get sub subscribers to this magazine? And so I went through that whole process of learning how to how to design it, how to put it together and then how to sell it. Right. It's just like this whole thing of, um, you know, distributing your gift. You know, I did the same thing with this magazine, just kind of like Man, I, putting I it together and then distributing it. I got to point out a nugget that you just gave for the listeners. and I hope they didn't miss this. What Courtney did was in this process of developing a magazine and, and developing, so he first discovered those gifts and talents in graphic and, and photography, videography, the arts, and he utilized them. Now, what he did was before he even built on upon that, that vision of this magazine, he deconstructed everything that others were doing. He deconstructed the art of creating magazine, uh, of creating a magazine by reading, like he said, hundreds of magazines laid out. So that is a nugget for all of us here, is that when you're in that development phase, and, and the truth is, he said it earlier, is that you're constantly learning, it's never over. So if you're adding skills to your tool belt, adding skills to your tool belt, you're deconstructing whatever you're doing. You're deconstructing architecture if you're doing that. You're deconstructing music and understanding music theory and right. all these things. And right. he used that to, to to build his foundation. So that was key. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, man. One of the things that I learned through that process was the power of leverage. Leverage is so key and so important in business. It is it is a business principle that all of us rich people use. I'm going to put myself in that thing right there. There you, go. there you go. All of us wealthy entrepreneurs and multi multi millionaire billionaire entrepreneurs, we use leverage. We don't we don't rely on our own knowledge and our own ability. We leverage other people's. Right. And so at the time I was, you know, pretty much a nobody. Um, as they say, and uh, I heard this in church one time, I'm a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. There you go. You can save anybody. Come on, come on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, I had to leverage other people's uh, influence in order for my magazine to be successful. And so I would get local influencers, entrepreneurs, celebrities, uh, and also national influencers. A few people that I would point out, one uh, guy named Rob Hudson, uh, who owned, I think like seven McDonald restaurants in the Tupelo Lee County area in Mississippi. He was on the cover of one of our magazines. I had the uh, Clark sisters on, on the cover. So it was uh, Dorinda Clark Cole. She was actually on the first cover, which was amazing. I mean, wow. even the way that I met her was was amazing. I met her in, at an event taking photos, <laughs> right? So it tied, it tied back in together. And so I was able to meet her and her sisters and I interviewed her, I interviewed Twinkie Clark, um, I interviewed Jackie. 
I was never able to get in touch um, uh, with the with the other sister. I forgot her name. It's missing me right now. Uh, Karen, Karen Clarkshire. I was I couldn't. She was really really busy. All of them all of them were busy. But I was able to leverage uh, you know her success. Um, I also interviewed an artist named Anita Wilson. Many of the people in the gospel industry would know her. Um, and another guy named Reggie Kelly. Um, but I quickly learned that it wasn't sustainable for, for a solo entrepreneur. <laughs> mm. I was very naive to the magazine publishing uh, process and industry. And I realized, you know, after three issues that, you know, I can't, I can't keep this up, you know. Um, and which is another key and a nugget, you gotta know when to fold them. You know, that was, I don't know who sings that song. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, it's a, a country, right there. It's a country song. But yeah, you got to know when to get out. You know, you got to know when it's run its course. Yeah. And and I, I learned that. And then from there, I just, I moved on. I moved on yeah. into radio and podcasting and some other stuff. Wow. That's amazing, man. So now speak on, speak on Sergeant Branding, right? Because that is one of your main uh, one of your main entities. I know. I know. We'll, we'll talk about the film aspect too. Um, but if you could speak to Sergeant Branding, and and now this is like a combination of still of, of some of your gifts that you 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 found in yourself, but now you're utilizing that to um, distribute that gift into all different types of realms, um, from athletes uh, uh, athletes to um, companies with products to large corporations. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that process. Cause I'm sure there's people listening right now that say, Courtney, I've got, I've got a design gift. I'm good. I can, I can do this visual art thing. I, I know a little bit about web design. How do I turn that into revenue? How do I, how do I build that into, cause it's not just, I'm sure you can speak to it. It's not just knowing your gift that will help you to turn that into revenue. You've got to know some other aspects and there's some things you had to learn along the way to combine with that gift to be able to do what you're doing. Right. Yeah, man. There's so much in that. I feel like there was five questions in that one. Sure was. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> tell you a little bit about Sergeant Brandon. Sergeant Brandon Firm uh, is my company and it's it is the evolution of Dominion Artistry, which is the first graphic design company that I started. Um, and I initially started just doing graphic design, logo, flyers, brochures, things like that. And then I moved into uh, web design. I, I actually learned both of them at the same time. And the way I got started was there was this guy at my church. Uh, they needed some help with something. And I said, hey, can you teach me how to design websites? And one day we got together and he pulled up a computer screen. It was just a white screen. I'm like, yo, what is this? He said, this is your website. It's like, there's nothing there. He said, I know you have to build it. You have to create it. And another door was unlocked in my mind. And, and so then I was, I just went into this rabbit hole of learning, you know, the skill and the talent and the, like the essence of graphic design and web design. And I just started doing it for other people. You know, I started in my church, then working with local small business owners, doing it for myself. And it what really came. Right there real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you. Did, when you said you, so you served and you, you you started in the church were you paid for some of the stuff in the beginning how did you you know how did you in church no <laughs> so, so that's a, i hope i hope people are catching that he gave his gift for free in the Man, beginning I, I cannot tell you how much business i got through working from my church 
mm. and doing things for my church. It, it was it was it was really bizarre, honestly, at the time. I understand it now, but I made myself available to serve in my church. And it, there, there were so many days when I was at the church working with my pastor or doing something or working on our website or editing our video service. And somebody would call me like, hey, can you do this for me? Or, hey, I heard you did this for the church. Can you help me? Uh, there were people that would call my pastor and like, we're sitting next to each other doing something. And he would he would uh, get a phone call and somebody say such and such, such and such. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got the guy sitting right next to me here. To talk to him. And boom, there's new business. Right. But it, it comes through making yourself available. You know, I believe in the law of attraction and I, I believe in, you know, the energy that you put out is going to come back to you and the positivity that you put out. And when you align yourself with your expectations of what you want your life to look like, those things will begin to attract themselves to you. Right. As a man think it, so is he. Right. And you attract everything unto you. And so I did not uh, get paid for any of the work that I did at my church, but I got referrals and I got business through that. And our church was full of entrepreneurs and full of business owners. So, you know, who, who designed all their logos and graphics and website me, you know, I gave them the, I gave them the, uh, the holy discount, but you know, <laughs> they, they came directly to me and they referred me and that's how I built my business. And there were things that I did for free initially. There were projects that I always invested in because it's an investment in myself. If you're a graphic designer, web designer, if you have a skill or talent or service that you can offer someone and potentially make money from, invest in yourself by giving back, right? Paying it forward. That's what that means because when you when you pay something forward and you sending it into the future, like right? when you do something for somebody and you do a favor or a solid is what I call it, you sending that into your future and you're going to reap what you sow. You sow in good seeds, but you got to make sure it's in good ground as well. That's another thing. But I, I did that all the time. I worked for, for free. And the beautiful thing about it is, I'm getting turned up now. That's the beautiful thing about it is no, when you put your designs or your work in your portfolio and you show people, this is what I've done. Nobody knows how much you got paid to do it. Nobody knows. Right. And nobody cares. They just want to know that you that you have it and that you can help them. And that's called building your portfolios. And that's what I did in the beginning. I did anything and everything to build my portfolio when I was in that developing phase of my gift. Wow. He, he just dropped a major gem for you guys. So so essentially, Courtney, you're you're telling these these I can say young, but some maybe old that may, may be getting into this field that you don't want to just. Um, think about initially just the dollar from the beginning. Right. Think about the long term building your portfolio and have something to market so people can benefit from uh, seeing your work and build exactly. trust because that's that's going to hold weight and you're going to exactly. be able to carry that through. That's exactly. that's that's. Game. I still do it today. Mm. I still do it. I mean, and I, and I serve multi million dollar corporations today. I still do that. Now, I don't do it with them because they got the money to pay, <laughs> you know, but if they need something fixed on their side or if they need something quick, I, yeah, sure, I'll do it. It doesn't take anything away from me to, to help people and you build relationships. That's how you build business. The currency of business is relationships. Right. It's not money. Your currency is relationships. And if you can have a good rapport with people, they'll always come back to you for business. And that was one of the founding principles for me 
was my name is everything that I have and I will never do anything to destroy my name and my reputation because it's the only thing I came into this world with. That's the first thing that you get when you come into this world is your name, right? Your name goes on your birth certificate. Your name goes on your social security card. Your name goes on your door, that the little sign that hangs on your door at the hospital, right? Your name goes on your driver's license. And when you die, then your name is the last thing that you have. Courtney Sargent Sr. is survived by his wife and such and such and such and such. Your name is what people identify you as in, in the um, in the obituary, in the newspaper. Your name is, is what is going to be on your headstone, right? At your graveyard. That's the last thing that you have. And that's the last thing that people are going to remember about you is your name. And so for me, that is paramount. And that's my brand, essentially. You know, so I would never do anything to, to hurt that. Major gems. Oh my god. I ain't gonna charge y'all nothing for that one right there. <laughs> that is game. Guys, please, please, please listen to this over and over again. Oh man. I don't even so, know if I answered your original question, David. You did, you did. Okay. You okay. know, um, and at DC, that's why that's why Courtney was awarded the People's Entrepreneur or being being coming. He talks about that too, because that is a moniker that is followed you in your journey as well. Tell us about that, the people's entrepreneur. So the People's Entrepreneur was not a name that I came up with. I did not name myself this. I think that's pretty, um, uh, I, I don't know the, the exact word that I'm looking for, but, um, you know, I didn't name myself that, you know. But so the name was given to me by one of my best friends, uh, Dwight Taylor Sr., who you know. Shout out to Dwight. Uh, yes, Dwight, a.k.a. Transparent, a.k.a. Pizzle, a.k.a. The California Bear. He got a lot of AKAs, <laughs> but check him out, DwightTaylorSenior.com. He's a client of mine too. So he gave me this name way, way back when, and we were on the phone one day and we were just talking about ideas and talking about things that we want to do or whatever. And he was like, bro, I'm going to start calling you the people's entrepreneur. And I was like, wait, what do you, what does that mean? What do you mean? He was like, you know how Mike, uh, uh, Muhammad Ali was the people's champ, right? He fought for the people. He said, I'm going to start calling you the people's entrepreneur because of your heart and your passion to help people. And so that's where the name came from. And it just, it stuck. I love it. I love it. So this is a tough one for you. I know a question I'm about to ask because you have so many things that you've been blessed with um, from a gifted standpoint. What would you say is your most dominant gift? That's a good question, uh, because I do have a lot of, I, I, I would say that I have two gifts and I have a lot of skills, right? And a lot of talents, which I think are different things. I, I believe your gift is something that God gives you, right? It's, it's, it is an ability, uh, but it's not always an outward ability. It's not always something that you can do with your hands or see, you know, um, but then you have talents as well. And talents are things that are developed, right? And there, there are these things that can, um, things that you can kind of develop along the way of discovering your gift, right? And for me, those, those talents that I developed was like audio engineering, right? Um, painting, drawing, um, photography, videography. For me, those aren't gifts. Those are skills that I learned at, while I was in that discovery and developing phase of my of my gift. And I believe my gift is the gift of vision. I believe I have two gifts. 
the gift of vision and the gift of creativity. So someone can tell me, hey, I, I have this idea and this is what I want to do. And it can be something vague, but my gift is being able to take that vision and see it, see the end in the beginning, right? And so I can look at something and I can see all the way through it. When I was, uh, when, when my church moved to Tupelo, Mississippi from Columbus, we had this, uh, this warehouse building and we were, we built the church pretty much from the ground up. Uh, we gutted out this, uh, grocery store. And I remember I was young, but I remember, uh, going into the building and I could look from one end of the building all the way down to the other end of the building. And the pastor, uh, pastor stamps is his name, a Christian's uncle, which is how we met. He was telling me like, this is going to be here. This is going to be right here. I envision this being here and I could see it. Like as he was telling me, I could see it, but it was just this open space, seeing from one end of the building all the way to the end. We were in the beginning, but we could see the end. And he kind of taught me, you know, that process inadvertently just by sharing his vision with me. And there is a scripture, you know, uh, you know, where you share your vision with other people people you know you write the vision you make it plain upon yes. table so that he who reads it can run with it and that's what he did inadvertently and so i believe ever since then that gift has, has been developing in me and i can see a thing in the end like i already know how it could end out and how it could turn out and then the second part of my gift is having the the creative ability to make that vision come to life mm. right so i can see it but then i can do it at the same time and I, and I believe those two things together is what makes me very unique and, and powerful. And I'm very grateful to God for, you know, just having that ability. But I would say my gift is the gift of vision and creativity. That is amazing. Well stated. See, I love what Courtney broke down for you guys. He didn't say his gift is web design, right? He didn't say his gift is graphic design. Right. Those are the things he's able to do from his gift, right? God didn't give him from a childbirth because even web design is not what it was when he was born today. What it is today, it's he had to, right, you right. know what I mean? Like, like I didn't, I didn't have the gift of of social media marketing, right? Like that wasn't mm -hmm. that wasn't that mm -hmm. wasn't there, you mm -hmm. know. Right. So, so uh, I really love what, how Courtney broke that down because a lot of people confuse gifts and skills. They're different. They're completely right. different. Yeah. So that's powerful. So, okay, so as a man with many gifts, um, vision, creativity, especially within creativity, that can lead, and I'm speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to speak to people who are super creative like yourself, who probably okay. deal with this issue. Yeah. When you have so much like yourself, you, you're creative, you can, you can, you can, uh, I mean, you got to listen to his album. He's got an amazing album. Check that out. He, he doesn't even promote it. He's got it on uh, I forgot Spotify. About that. Spotify. <laughs> See, he forgot. It's on Spotify. <laughs> Check out. I forgot the name of, what's the name of the latest It's called Ev Evolution. Evolution. Brother created I think a, whole it's jazz, Evolution. a whole jazz album. A whole jazz album. By himself. <laughs> every single instrument. Every single thing. Created by, so, so that's a whole other conversation. But, um, so, you have this ability to musically create. You have this ability to visually create. You have this ability to sonically create. I mean, all these uh, visually through uh, video, visually through web, visually through graphic, 
Um, how do you how, how do you manage when you're so talented, right? Because there's a lot yeah. of people that have multiple things, and they're like, ah, "How do I do this? I, you know, what direction should I go yeah. with this? Because I could go yeah. each one of these ways could be I could dominate in any one of them." It's how difficult, you- David. It's difficult, um, and I'm gonna I'm try to explain this without getting emotional, because it has been such an emotional journey for me and a long journey for me getting to kind of this point of where I am today. And there is a name for it. So I'm gonna speak to everybody who feel like, you know, they, you have all of these things that you wanna do and that you can do and you're good at, and you just don't really have any direction. I'm speaking directly to you. So we are what we call a multi-potentialite. And I didn't create this word, this is a thing. Like this is, I had no idea. <laughs> I discovered this uh, several years ago, like like maybe three years ago, I was really, really frustrated. And I was I was Googling something and I saw a TED talk and this young lady was, was talking about multi-potentialite. I think it was when I turned 30, uh, which was tough. It was tough for me, that was a tough age. I don't know why, but it was tough. We'll talk about that later. But um, multi-potentialite, M-U-L-T-I-P-O-T-E-N-T-I-A-L-I-T-E. Multi-potentialite. A multi-potentialite is a person who has many different interests and creative pursuits in life, and you have no one true calling, I would say, uh, the way specialists do. You know, you have, and, and David, you, you know this as well, and you've, you've even talked to me about this. We've had some tough conversations about this too, man. Like, I've called David like, bro, I need your help, man. Like, help me think of this. Um, and so, you know, specialists, they do one thing really, really, really well. And that's all they do. That's all they focus on. I was on Instagram earlier and I heard this lady singing and like all of her videos are just singing. I'm like, man, okay. Um, and so being a multi-potentialite is kind of, it's kind of destined, I believe. And we have many paths and we pursue all of them either sequentially or simultaneously, meaning one after the other or all of them at the same time. And basically it means we have a lot of gifts. We have a lot of interests and we can do a lot of things, a lot of skills and talents. And it is hard. I ain't even gonna lie to you. It's really hard, man. And it's a blessing and it's a curse. I believe, I, I call it, and I wrote a blog about this. I never published it, but I, I call it the, the, the blessing and curse of being multi-talented. And I'll, I'll break it down for you. So the, the curse of being multi-talented is that Sometimes you can be confused about the single thing that you want to do. Many times there is no singleness of mind. There's always new ideas coming and it can be hard to sort through these ideas to really get to what you actually should be focusing on. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And that's one thing that makes it challenging. And it seems like all of your ideas seem great and amazing when you get them but there's only one or two that'll really make you most fulfilled. And the challenge is identifying which one it is before wasting five, 10 years of your life. It's so hard. It's so hard to know exactly what I should be doing. And I can help with that for sure. Just reach out to me and I'm, I'd be more than happy to just kind of talk you through it and just be a sounding board because sometimes that's all we need is just somebody to talk to that understands us. Right. It's, it's one thing to talk to, you know, a singer or a basketball player. And that's all that they know. That's a, that's their whole life. They don't really get it. 
for someone who has kind of been there and like have all these gifts and kind of waded through all of this stuff um, can understand it. And so I think that's the, the curse part of it is just confusion, lack of direction, lack of clarity. You don't know what to do. You don't know which one to focus on. But the blessing of being multi-talented is that you can do many things that people can't. <laughs> it's like being a superhero. Like, I feel like I'm a superhero. I don't care what nobody say. I'm a superhero. Oh, call me Super Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Super Courtney and most people can't proficiently do more than one thing or have more than one skill. Like, that's, that's a, a lot of people can't do that. Like, do more than one thing really good. And I'm, anybody that knows me, I'm a very, very humble person. But I can do a lot of stuff really, really great. Because in the beginning, I always set out to not be a jack of all trades. And because there was such a bad stigma on that, I embrace it now. But in the beginning, I said, man, I don't wanna be a jack of all trades. I wanna do something really well, and then I'm gonna move on to the next thing. And that's what I did. So I tried to, I perfected everything that I got involved in, I perfected it. And so when we talk about engineering, when we talk about photography, video, of filmmaking, painting, drawing, like I can talk to talk and I can walk to walk on all of it. Like can go deep with it, you know what I'm saying? And so that's, I think that's important for multi-potentialites to understand. Don't just try to do everything at one time because you're gonna hurt yourself. Focus on, try to focus on one, two or three things at a time and go really deep with it. You don't wanna be a mile long and one inch deep. You wanna be a mile deep and a mile long, right? A mile wide. So, and another blessing of being multi-talented is that it saves you a heck of a lot of time and money, bro. Like it saves you a lot. <laughs> and you don't have to pay people to do something that you can do unless you just want to, and unless you don't have the time to do it. And time and time again, being multi-talented and being a multi-potentialite has benefited my business, your business, right? Me being multi, multi-potentialite has benefited your business, Dwight's business, many of my clients because I can do multiple things and uh, and you don't have to pay as much for me to do all these things, right? Like if you were to go out and hire, you know, five different people to do these different roles, you'll be out of X number of dollars in it. But if you hire me and my company, then you'll be out of less, much less money because everything is in house. SergeantRandon.com. <laughs> <laughs> and when we started Vicky Cakes, oh my gosh, I've said this company thousands and thousands of dollars so far and for those of you that don't know vicky cakes you know what i'm realizing this is my very first time speaking about vicky cakes publicly like on a public oh, forum wow, what an honor what an i've honor. never I, I was i was gonna ask you about it so i'm, I'm yeah. glad i'm glad yeah Cause, yeah cause just, i haven't it, talked about it at all it ties in exactly what we're talking about because in vicky cakes the the company between him and his wife um they he, Courtney is using every one of these skills we talked about. So uh, I'm excited. Yes. And, and, and also you got to speak on the film as well because you're doing the same. Sure. You're, you're using the skill set in all of that too. So, yeah. So Vicky Cakes, Vicky Cakes Pancake and Waffle Mix is a 40-year-old family recipe. It's light, fluffy, delicious, and it's dairy-free. So it's, it's vegan-friendly. And it's packed with wholesome ingredients, tons of delicious flavor. And honestly, it'll make you rethink what a pancake really is um and and we call it the heart of breakfast right when you think about breakfast most people think about pancakes 
right? And so Vicky Cakes is at the heart of that and it's the heart of breakfast. And so this is a family recipe that uh, belongs to Vicky, who is my wife's mother, Christian's mom. We took the recipe and I won't tell the whole story. Maybe we, you can have Christian on and she can tell you the whole story. Um, but we but we took it and we packaged it and we sell it pretty much. You know, think about think about the millennial version of Anjamama. Mm. That's how I would say that the millennial version of Anjamama is it, better. It's younger. It's more modern. It's, it's funner. I know that in the real world, but I'm going to say it's funner. <laughs> Uh, you know, but, and you can check it out at vickycakesonline.com. But so we, we packaged it. We had to learn, I had to learn about all of the FDA regulations, you know, speaking about graphic design with the labels, right? Things have to be a certain size and, um, our marketing, which, um, is, is a whole nother world on its own as well. But I'm able to use video photography. I took all of the photos. I've shot the videos and commercials, you know, with my crew and you know email marketing the website the logo the trademark the business side of it is a whole nother thing as well and creating partnerships with other brands and other companies like albertson's walmart you know getting live on amazon all of that stuff so it's it's a really big deal uh for me and i'm so blessed to be able to to be a vessel you know to be used for vicky cakes because uh, like you said, it's something that I can use all of my gifts and talents in. And I, I've I've pretty much, you know, I'm I'm a, be a little counterproductive and say I've pretty much kind of quit graphic design as a service, uh, even though I haven't because people see, keep calling me. <laughs> it's hard to get away from. But like, I really tried to, you know, step away from it. And I, you and I talked about this and I saw, saw your counseling on it. I, I've tried to step out of graphic design and fully focus all of my ability in Vicky Cakes because, you know, it's something that I can do with my family, my kids, and it's, it's a company that I can build, you know, that will last generations. And, and I'm able to use everything, all of me, you know, in this company. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Uh, and and I, I, I admire that, um, like what you said earlier about the name and, and building something for the family. See, because Courtney's not just gifted and talented and and, um, and just focuses on the, the business side of things. He's a big family man, which is which is admirable. It's it's one thing to be successful in your career. It's a whole other thing to be successful as a family, as a husband, as mm -hmm. a father, as a brother, um, a son, you know, mm -hmm. all of these things. Um, and Courtney is that. And what I admire too is that what Courtney is doing is is he's saying, where can I plant my gifting into something that's going to be right. legacy driven? Good I just down. finished uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Uh, I saw that too. You saw that too. It's Man. super inspiring. It is. Um, they got some things a little incorrect about from the step. From the, that, that, that's besides the point. And let me but, let me can, yeah. can I explain this a little yeah, bit? Absolutely. So. I am, I'm a little disturbed, I guess, by the response to this show. Mm -hmm. So Madam CJ Walker is credited as the first female millionaire in right. the country, right? And so they created a series, a limited series based on her story. Right. This is not a biopic. It is not a play by play of her life and what happened in her life. 
it says it in the title, inspired by mm. <laughs> the story of Madam C.J. Walker. That's a good point. So it's not the exact everything that happened. And a lot of people are upset about it, you know, and I've seen blogs like everything that got wrong in mm. the I'm like, don't do that because mm. it's, you know, I'm, I'm tapping into my, my director, filmmaker. my filmmaker now, because I'm like, <laughs> it's inspired by people. It's not an exact play by play. It's entertainment at the mm. end of the day to, to inspire you. But I just wanted yeah. to say that, but you can oh, go ahead. Man, no, no, that's a good point. And we're going to, we're going to segue into the filmmaker. That's a perfect segue into that. But um, as you said about, about, about um, being, a, leaving a legacy, Madam CJ Walker, she still actually has an organization called the Madam uh, CJ Walker Legacy I had an honor honor to sponsor an event for them here oh, in awesome. Philly, and um, this is before I knew all the intricacies about them, but um, about her. Uh, but but the point is, you know, in in it, and not to spo- trying to spoil it for those who haven't watched it or know, don't know about her, read upon her. But but the thing was, she was a visionary and thinking beyond her current her mm-hmm. current uh family situation she was constantly thinking of the future of how things could would be after she's gone and 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 that's what Courtney is is building him and his family are building something that's going to last generations so don't be shocked when this takes over uh Vicky Cakes takes over the world and yeah. uh you know Coming. what I'm saying? So so get to know him now before he hits the <laughs> millions you know what I mean so um <laughs> But yeah, so if you could speak to, we'll wrap up with uh, these last two questions. First in the filmmaking, and then my secret surprise question I got for you. Okay, um, for it. Uh, but yeah, t- talk about the filmmaking aspect because you like just pointed out and saw that people didn't pay attention to that. I- I'm guilty of that too. Um, the filmmaking side of things, how did you I mean that? That also is a combination. It feels like of utilizing a lot of your gifts. It definitely is, and. Um, so as I mentioned, I got started in videography, video production, helping my church. And this was back in 2009. And I caught the bug, honestly, bro. And I just stuck with it. So at my church, um, I was a video director, video director, uh, slash technical director is another name for it. Mm. And what we would do, we would have cameras set up in the church very similar to kind of your traditional mega church, you know, how they have cameras, they project it up on the screens. They also record it, stream it live on tele- on, uh, on the internet and record it. And so I would be over all of that. Like I would be the director over all of that, directing cameras, you know, camera two, hold, uh, cut to camera two, take camera two, you know, things like that. So I would be back in the video the booth directing the cameras and I like, call them the shots and stuff. But I would also be directing more on the people aspect of it as well, which is very important. And I'm a people person, going back to the moniker, the people's entrepreneur. I was thinking the other day, I may need to change that to people's, the people's man or the people's something, you know, I don't know. But um, but I was directing way back in 2009 and I've been directing ever since then. Video commercials, um, last year when I moved to Texas, there is a, a filmmaking community here and where I moved from, there wasn't, right? There wasn't, you know, any type of filmmaking groups. And when I moved here, I was like, man, could I make a film? Like, can I, can I do this? You know, can I make a movie? I was wondering, I was like, man, I, I know a little bit about video production, you know, being humble. I was like, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can use these skills to, to make a movie. 
and I embarked upon writing and directing my first short film, uh, which is called The Surprise. We'll link it to the show notes. Absolutely okay. Amazing. All right, cool. And so um, I pulled together. Uh, so I, I wrote the script and I did the business side and the marketing side, the social media marketing and all that kind of developed a formula for success uh, for uh, being a filmmaker and, and creating a short film. And so there were two things that I wanted to discover. I wanted to know, can I write a movie that people could relate to? Like, could they see themselves in it? And those are the best movies. The best movies are the ones where you see yourself in. Like, that's why scary movies and thrillers do so good. Cause it's like, you know, you got this woman walking in the garage by herself and she knows somebody chasing her and she drop her keys. Like, girl, pick up your keys. <laughs> like, I would not have done that. Don't go down there. Don't do, you know. <laughs> we see ourselves in there. Like, I wouldn't do that. You know, right. those are the best movies. And so I grew up watching movies with my mom. You remember the uh, the TVs with the big back on them? Like oh, the, yeah. the big before flat screens. Oh yeah. Like so you uh the the Carry generation on. the Gen Yers, y'all ain't y'all ain't gonna get this one, but <laughs> uh millennials, some of y'all will get this one, like it had a big old back on it. The oh, big yeah. TV. Uh and so we had one of those and we had a VHS player. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, most of y'all don't know what VHS don't know players that. are either. Hit the, hit the rewind, <laughs> but but every, every every Friday, Saturday night, we would uh watch movies. We would watch VHS tapes, movies like Tombstone. Have you ever seen Tombstone? It was an old, it was like a Western, like a Western movie. Uh, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, that was another crazy, another crazy movie. But mostly we watched romantic comedies and I fell in love with romantic comedies. I'm a big mush. And uh, <laughs> and so the Hallmark. surprise, <laughs> right? Hallmark, Lifetime, bro. Those are some of the best movies, man. I'm telling you. I can't I watch you. Are you serious? Those are the best stories, bro. I'm telling you, man. You got to get up on. You got to get up on them. You come to Dallas, I'm making you watch a Lifetime movie. I'm telling you, I'm gonna text. Ab I'm gonna uh, message Abigail on Facebook and be like, make David watch uh, a chick flick. But that's. I think that's the that's the misconception too. Is not all romantic comedies are chick flicks. Not all of them are. And I'm, I proved that with the surprise, right? Oh, yeah, that's, not a, that's not that's not a, you know, and so, uh, so anyway, long story short, I wrote and directed uh, The Surprise, which is my first official movie short film. Uh, we premiered it at a movie theater here in Dallas last, uh, last summer, and we sold out the theater. It was amazing. I was like, where did all these people come from? <laughs> I was so surprised. Um, and the Dallas filmmaking community is amazing as well. There are so many people, actors, crew here that are ready and willing to help and be a part of projects. And uh, so shout out to the Dallas filmmaking community for accepting me. And um, and so, yeah, now we're working on the feature link version version of the of the surprise. So, so we're neck deep into that thing, man. We got I have, I have three producers on executive producers, got a cinematographer, got half of the movie casted already. Um, and it's the, the script is done. So it's we, we're definitely moving along right along with it. Oh, Very wow. excited. You working, man. I had no idea all that is going on. That's amazing. <laughs> While wow, keeping up, you know, a family, a full, wow. I have a full time job. I work wow. for uh, PepsiCo Frito-Lay North America uh, and having a family running Vicky Cakes with, with Christian. She does most of the running, but I do like the business development and marketing and design and stuff. Um, and so talk about multi-potential life, bro. Like we, yeah. we all in this thing. Seriously, seriously. You're running a business, sergeant branding. Oh my God. But you can do it. You yeah. can do it though. You know, it, it takes, 
you know, after you've discovered your gift, you know, you got to develop that thing and develop it over years. It takes time, 10,000 hours. That's the standard. Put the, put in those 10,000 hours and you're going to be an expert at it. And after you develop it, then you can distribute it and you can start doing so many different things with your gift and helping people. That's where other people come into play, right? You're able to, and I was just talking to Dwight about this yesterday. You're able to include other people in your gift because so often we think that our gift is for us and it has nothing to do with us, nothing to do with us. Because if it was all about us, it probably wouldn't even be called a gift. It'd probably be called something else. But your gift, we, we are trees, right? Think about it like this. We are trees and we have branches, right? We have things that we can do. We have ideas, we have businesses, we have organizations, all of this stuff. We have branches and we bear fruit. All of the fruit is for other people. Why do you think the fruit falls to the ground? The apples don't stay on the tree, they fall to the ground. If they stay on the tree, they're probably gonna rot. And when they fall to the ground, you gotta have people around you to pick it up, right? That's about distributing and building your audience, right? So when your fruit falls to the ground, you gotta be able to distribute that thing and you gotta have a structure in place. Otherwise, all your fruit is gonna rot on the ground and it's not gonna be able to uh, yield any type of fruit. <laughs> your fruit has to yield fruit and help other people. So your gift is not about you. It's about serving and helping other people. You know, I don't know where I was going with that, but man, yeah, fire. I think it was good. <laughs> That's nuts. Man, he's been blessing y'all. Y'all, y'all need to pay Courtney for this interview. This is this is fire, man. Um, so I'm gonna hit you with the last question for you. All right, let me get my mouth right for this. You ready? You ready? <laughs> <clears throat> you kind of touched into it actually, but Courtney, what is the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? Mm, this is so good. <laughs> this is so good. All right, let me, marin let me, let me marinate that on that thing for a second. So you, the difference between your gift and your purpose. Yes, sir. All right. I believe, and, and I'm going to explore this. I'm going to call upon my higher consciousness to help me with it. Um, but your purpose is what you were born to do. Your gift is what you do. Right? So your purpose is, is a higher calling. It's that thing that you cannot leave this earth until you do it. It's that thing that, what it, what is that one thing that you feel like you have to do, otherwise your entire life would have been in vain? That's, that's the question that we all have to ask ourselves. I'm gonna say it again. What is that one thing that you feel that you must do before you die, otherwise your entire existence would have been in vain? That's a heavy question. And you, you, it's hard to answer that question as well. And it takes time in order for you to really discover that whatever your answer is to that question, that is your purpose. Second question is, what can you do with the least amount of effort? It comes so natural to you. You can do it with your eyes closed. People always ask you for it. It's that thing that you can do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. Whatever that answer is, that's your gift. So your gift is what you do. Your purpose is what you were born for, wow. what you were created for. That's that's wow. what I believe. Dude, well stated, man. Uh, see, it's amazing, amazing. See, nobody nobody is at, uh, given that question before coming on uh, to to the interview, and so that came straight from the heart. That came straight from uh, inside. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. I really love that how you broke down like 
man, because uh, you've helped me a lot with, you know, uh, though I'm in social media marketing and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, one of the things why we're doing this podcast is part of this is my, one of my purpose, part of my purpose to help people mm-hmm. discover their gift and bring experts like Courtney to help you uncover what's inside of you. So uh, that really hits and resonates with me that it's it's that thing that you know you can't leave this earth without doing it before you go. Wow. Yep. That's powerful. Yeah. And that's it's, it's, it's so deep and it's so heavy, man. And, yeah. you know, it, it you know, you get emotional about it. And if you were to if anyone were to ask me what my purpose is, I would say that my purpose on this earth is to help and empower empower people to live their best life and live their achieve and live their version of the American dream. And, and I say the American dream because I live in America. I'm, I am African-American. Uh, we 4% brothers from Ghana, though. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go and throw that out there. We 4%. Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, but that's my purpose, man, is to help help people empower and uh, achieve and live their version of the American dream, whatever that looks like for you. You know, and my life's motto is let's make it better by going up together. And that means we're all on dip. We, we forgot to talk about the conference, too, which David spoke at the conference oh, in Tupelo, sold out man. event. Man, that was man. awesome. Um, man, many times. <laughs> yeah. So we, we're all of we, we all have different purposes and all have different paths in life and different ways that we're going to get to our goal. But, you know, if we help one another, we can empower one another. We can we can strengthen one another and we can get to our goal much faster, much easier, much more efficient, much more effectively. And and that's the thing about it, bro. We got to just learn how to help one another. Be helpers, not haters. That's right. Be helpers, not haters. And so, you know, th- there's enough of everything out there for everybody, you know? So we just got to team up together, man, and make the journey of success better by going up together. And the best thing about the journey to the top is helping somebody along the way. Mm, powerful. Man, Courtney, you've blessed the people. You've blessed me, and I know you're going to bless the people that are going to hear this. I'm blessed um, myself, man, to be here and, and just, I could talk about this stuff all day, which we do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, man. It really is. I mean, this is so much life wisdom knowledge inspiration in this really really i uh, just encourage those listening you got to listen to this multiple times and, and really get it in your spirit you drop so much so um courtney can you share with people what how they can get in contact with you um access to learn about the, the different business ventures and things and we'll make sure to plug all the show notes but yeah we'll, any plugs you want to sure. Uh, this is a challenging question, actually. It's probably the hardest question from this whole <laughs> really? this whole thing because I've shrinked back from being online and stuff. But I need to get I'm get myself together. I'm talking to uh, talking to David, the marketing expert. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but my personal website is CourtneySSargent.com. I am on Facebook, Courtney Sargent Senior. I'm on Instagram at Courtney Sargent. Um, I'm on YouTube. I mean, if you search for me, you you can find me. You know, my phone number is out there. My, my business number, and I'm a personal one. Again, y'all all my access. But <laughs> but yeah, if you if you Google me, you can find me for sure. I'm definitely uh, available and I'm approachable. That's the thing about it. You know, if you want to talk, if you just want to talk, yeah, send me an email and let's schedule a time. You know, I'm, I'm I, I am very busy, but I try to make time for people, man, because that's the whole point you know, of, of what we do and being where we are after you've discovered, developed and distributed your gift, you got to be available for people, man, to help them, you know? So 
I'm very approachable. I love to have fun as you can, as you can see, and you know, whatever I got, you know, let's make it better by going up together. Wonderful brother. Love you, man. Appreciate you. Yes, Thank sir. You love so, you so much. You bless the people. And uh, again, this has been a great episode with Courtney Sargent Sr. Uh, again, we'll have all the information below. Connect with him. He really means it. He is a personable person. He's touchable. He's reachable. Um, and uh, and let me say this about you. Let me let me plug David right quick because he's been plugging me this whole time. So David is okay. Let me put it like this. I know a lot of people and I'm not, this is no fluff. This is no BS. I know a lot of people and most of the people, like 99% of the people that I know are not genuine. And when I mean genuine, I mean like authentic people, right? I say 99. I probably want to say 97 to give some, some margin in there for, for people that be like, I'm not genuine. Courtney. Yeah. You in, the, you in that 3%, baby, you in that 3%. But a lot of people aren't genuine. And a lot of people say, how are you doing? And they don't expect an answer in return. When David says, how are you doing? He expects an answer and he cares about the answer. He is that type of person. He's very, very genuine. David, you are one of the most genuine and authentic people that I know. And I'm not saying that. Christian also says that about you too. And she's very hard on, on people. Everybody started at 100 with me and then you slowly get to zero as you, know, as you do crazy stuff. Christian, you start at zero and you got to work your way up. <laughs> but she she loves you. She loves Abigail. And y'all are some of the most genuine people I know. So David is also very, very knowledgeable in everything that he does and he talks about. And when he says something, you can take it as a gospel truth. And the, the brother is full of information and wisdom. Um, and he he can he can. David's problem is that he can give too much sometimes because he knows so much and his heart is so big to give, right? And that was the thing with our conference is like, don't, you can, you only got 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give everything, David. <laughs> but David has a big heart, man. And, and I personally vouch for David, like real talk, like there's very few people on this earth that I would, you know, give my life for. But David wow. is definitely one of those people, man. Wow. Like, I, I love you to the bottom of the to the bottom of my heart, bro. You family, man. Likewise, bro. That's love, man. Sincerely appreciate you. I love you, man. Thank, thank God for you. Sincerely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. Touch, man. Thank you for the kind words. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's my brother, Courtney Sergeant Senior. And uh, please, please connect with them. Uh, and uh, we're out. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discovered My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into, it includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it. And I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, dot com. 
and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode.